Yes, yes, and yes. Live back in action, blasting three speakers on Anchor Radio. This is the Third and Three podcast presented by the Sports Column. You can find our show wherever you get your podcast, guys. And we'd like to give a special shout out today to 12 Ounce Sports and all the great work they do over there. Uh, great job by 12 Ounce, guys. Uh, definitely follow them over there. Uh, we got the team over here. Uh, yeah, let's go, kids. We got football. We got fun. We got laughs. But before that, before all the topics, let's introduce the starting lineup today at middle linebacker. At middle linebacker, my middle linebacker over here, hailing from New Jersey. In her spare time, she frequents comedy clubs and heckles a comedian, and she's been dubbed the first lady of sports podcast, Miss Nikki Nick in the house. <laughs> Wow, that is so introduction. Wow. So maybe I have had a comedian in my day. How do you know? I bet I bet you did. <laughs> no, we're good. Um, anybody's interested in where Jersey's at, hair salons are opening next week. I got we're on the twenty second. My hairdresser called for an appointment. So we're feeling good in the state of New Jersey. We're ready to go. All right, all right. I like to hear it. Good stuff. Positive energy yeah. from Nikki as always. And can't wait for knowledge with Nikki coming up soon. Oh boy, what a segment we got there. Can't wait. And of course, our head coach from the great state of Arizona. He enjoys music. He can pronounce any word in the human language. And he plays Mike Tyson's punch out in his spare time, calling the plays coach Damian Adams. What's up? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, thanks for the introduction, man. Really appreciate it. Always happy to be on third and three, ready to get it done. Ready to take you down. And I'm really excited about that. <laughs> ready to get the show started. All right. Yes, we are going to get the show started. We're going to have a lot of fun, guys, as we always do. Um, just have to say something real quick. Um, we did lose somebody uh, in the Twitter world, uh, sports world today that is you know, very near and dear to a lot of our hearts. David Cheerney, you might know him better as the, the road warrior. I literally just found this out 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. So tonight I would just like to dedicate the show to the road warrior who would be listening to us right now. I have no doubt about it. This guy really, he was just one of those amazing guys, man. Uh, you know, when people have problems, he's the first one to call. And I didn't even know him that long. And you know, when I was going through certain issues during the COVID virus and, you know, obviously being alone and having anxiety and not being able to go anywhere and this and that, he would always call and check up, check up on me. And uh, just, again, an amazing guy and somebody who I only knew for maybe three or four months had really a positive impact on me. So he was as genuine as they get. And again, guys, I just wanted to take a minute and say that. And I wanted to really dedicate the show to him tonight. And uh we're going to miss you, Road Warrior. We really are. So there's no really easy transition from that one, guys. But, uh, well, he'll be missed. He was on the show, and uh, he did a great job. So uh, I know that man's in heaven right now. So uh, one day again, we will meet, my friend. So, look, again, no easy transition with this, guys. Let's get into the show. Let's have a lot of fun. That's what it's all about, right? So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, tweeting action, if you guys want, of course. I am at Sports Profit One, the number one. Uh, Nikki Nick is at N I K K I N I C nine three eight four, and Damien is at the Real Deal W D A. And our show's Twitter handle is at Third and Three Podcast. So make sure you follow that. 
We will follow back and we're ready to rock and roll, guys. Here we go. Damien, you had an excellent idea, so I want you to kick this one off, my brother. We have, we're have we going to go through all the divisions, all right, and we're going to rank our the quote-unquote skilled positions. So, Damien, why don't you start us off, man? All right, so, yeah, I know today we're doing the AFC East. So let's start with the QBs there. And looking at the QB position AFC East is very interesting because we have a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But for my rankings in the in the QB department, I went first with the Jets. I think that Sam Donald is the most talented QB. In, and he may not be the most talented outright athletically, but I think with his passing precision and his decision-making, he's the best quarterback in the division right now. Um, second, I have to go with the Bills. Josh Allen, he's the most athletic quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he has some things to work on as far as his decision-making and just being more consistent. But I think the skills are definitely there for him to be very good. Um, third, I went with the Dolphins with a combination of Fitzpatrick and Tua. Tua, all the talent in the world, potential there. You just have to stay healthy and be healthy to start. And Fitzpatrick, we know what he can do when he gets hot, but he also can go very cold. And with the Pats, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just put them forth because we have no idea what, you know, Stenham has in the tank. He might surprise us and come out the gate and just be a boss because that's what New England does. Right. And he could prove us all wrong, but right now I have to put on fortress because he's so unknown. I, I, I can't, I don't blame you one damn bit for that. And a good interpretation. I like the analysis on each one of them. Nice job, my friend. Excellent. Nikki, what do you got? All right, I've got, so one, number one, I'm actually going Josh Allen, and I'm going to Sam Darnold. If you guys look at their numbers, they're actually pretty close, but I'm giving the edge to Josh Allen just because of overall team success, and like we keep saying for Buffalo, there's no excuses this year, guys. Right, (laughs) right. Um, okay. I'm putting Stidham three just because it is the Patriot way, and like you guys said, like I just feel like this, I don't know, it's like this kid's going to come out and surprise everybody. Four, Tua, we don't know, we haven't seen, it's magic, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what you're getting there, so that's kind of where I'm at. I, I like that actually a lot. That's not my list, but I'm, I I actually really like the way that you broke that down. Josh Allen, like you said, he's got incredible gifts, there's no doubt. Sam Donald as well. But the way you broke it down over there with Tua and Fitzpatrick and then Stidham saying, yeah, the Patriot way and they somehow find success. Everybody likes to bring up Matt Castle back in 2009 or wherever it was when they went 11 and 5 and didn't make the playoffs. So, um, yeah, when you talk about even uh, who, who was it? Jacoby Brissett, I believe, uh, played quarterback there for a little while. Uh, a couple other guys, too, and, and they won. So you never know. Not bad. All right, Mickey. Uh, but Damien, I, I'm all the way with you on this one, bro. I went Sam Darnold and Nikki. I did go back and forth, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen a little bit because I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. I love his athleticism. Uh, and he, he's he's a bull. He is a Buffalo Bill, man. There's no doubt about it. That guy will just run you over. He, he will. But I, got, I went with Sam Darnold overall because I think that he does have more overall quarterback pocket presence, arm talent, more accuracy. So I think overall he'll be the better guy. But, yes, Josh Allen, too, very close. Then I went with the uh, Tua-Fitzpatrick combination because Stidham is such an unknown. But I do love your point that you made about the Patriot way and how they always seem to make things work out. So 
that certainly like your list, Damien. Obviously, I like yours because I agree with it a hundred percent right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Hey, you gotta listen to the coach. Hey, man. It's fairly sitting. Hey, they still got Bill Belichick, right? They still got half of a big hole over there. No doubt. All right, cool. Let's keep rocking, man. Uh, running back time. Nikki, you want to kick it off? Oh, sure. All right. So, number one, as we talk about the Patriot way, I have the duo of Sony Michelle and James White. Oh, mm. I did duos, by the you way. Know, that's know cool. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's perfect. Interesting. Um, if Sony Michelle can stay healthy, um, then I think that, yeah, I think that they would be the most, yeah, they were going to stay number one. Two, Le'Veon Bell, because he, he is the best at his position, even though he did in this division, even though he did not play like that last year. Frank Gore, because old man just keeps jumping along, <laughs> keeps doing it. Uh, three, I'm going Matt Breida, Jordan Howard. Um, Obviously, Breed is not going to have the blocking he had in San Francisco, but I think he's going to have some success. And then I finish it out with Singletary and Zach Moss. Very interesting. I I, I didn't know that you were going to go that way, but again, a damn good breakdown. I, I see you becoming quickly becoming a Patriots fan over here is what I'm seeing. <laughs> I <just> am go- not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, I got to watch my step. I got to watch my step. Especially you're the one to ask the trivia questions. I don't want to get blasted yeah. over here. You know. All right, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what I'm going to go with, and then Damien, we'll go to you last on this one, bro. Um, I I still got Le'Veon Bell number one. Yes, he was. He's on the Jets, which is not a good team, but. We also have to remember that Sam Donald was not there for a significant period of time when the team needed to gel in the beginning of the year. And even so, Le'Veon Bell was able to do incredible things because he is incredible. But you're right, Nikki, he didn't have the numbers. But I still got him one. Surprisingly, I'm going to go with Buffalo and Devin Singletary, too, because Stefan Diggs is there now. Now you got two legitimate threats on the outside. So I think that Singletary is bound for a huge year this year. I'm talking maybe 1,300, 1,400 yards rushing. I, I really do. Um, Jordan Howard is a guy who I've always liked. He's a very north and south type of runner. So I, I like him a lot. He can get you yards, and he's going to do that for Miami. And amazingly, even with all those backs they got there with the Patriots, I don't know how it's going to work out. I love James White. Sony Michelle, I'm still not sure about Burkhead's pretty good. Uh, so they do got a good collection over there. But overall, I feel like those other three teams just got it going on a little bit more, especially when you factor in the quarterback position. So, Damian, let's see if you can break the tie or what you got, man. Yeah, running back position in this division is pretty deep. Like, I don't see any, like, real weakness when it comes to any of these teams, honestly, uh, when it comes to running back position. But just to rank them, I would go to Patriots first just because of, like,
You know, at the point, he's still good. <laughs> uh, I, I went with the Dolphins third. I like their combination as well. I think they'll get more usage this year out of Howard and Breida. And I went for, I went with the Bills. Even though, like I said, it's not uh, anything against the Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, even TJ Yeldon. I like the combination. They just fourth in this division. All right, I get it. So basically, you're saying I'm right, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you, your opinions are right in this case, I would suppose. <laughs> we'll see. All right, all right. I see where you guys are coming from with the Patriots. It's just, again, I don't know, with the unknown of Stidham to me, I don't know how that offense is going to look. But I would imagine, and you guys make a good point, that they would rely on the run game a lot this year. So being the yeah, fact that they have those – yeah, sure. Yeah, they got those. They got white that they can use on the screen passes, like you said. You know, Burkhead could do a combination of things. And Sony Michelle, I thought he was going to be a little bit better, but at the same time, I don't think he gets consistent enough carries. Maybe they'll give him more this year. No, we'll see. We'll see what we got. All right. For the wide receivers, AFC East rankings over here. I'll kick this one off, I guess. All right. Here we go. Um, I'm going Bills with the first one because we got Diggs and we got Brown. And, yeah, uh, we, we talk, we've been talking about it for weeks, guys, that this is the Bills division to lose right now. It, it, it's there. So I'm going with Diggs. I love that over there, him with, him with Brown. I think it's a great combo. Then you just can't count out a guy like Julian Edelman still over there. Now, I know they got Marquise Lee with the Patriots also. Edelman is still an amazing slot wide receiver, one of the best in the league. So be careful. Watch out. Then I'm talking with Miami going third. I love Devontae Parker. I know that he disappears a lot, but when he's playing, when he's on his game, he's one of the best wide receivers out there. He, you know, he's pretty damn good. Not a lot of people watch because it is the Dolphins, but I watch that guy. He can play. And then I went with the Jets because, I mean, goodness gracious, God, I don't know what they're thinking over there. They lost Robbie Anderson, which isn't maybe the biggest loss in the world, but Jamison Crowder is their best wide receiver, and I happen to like him a lot, but he can't be your number one, guys. You know, so that's my list. The Jets are last, so it's basically Buffalo, Patriots, Miami, and then the Jets. So, Damian, what do you got here? So, for my list, I had a rough time with this to our receivers. I thought it was really close. But for the first one, I went with the Bills. I do like their depth there with Diggs, Brown, and Beasley. I think all those guys have experience, and I will be able to take advantage of the arm strength there of Josh Allen. Second, I went with the Dolphins. I think that Devontae Park, like you mentioned, is very good. He's got a tip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove after his little Twitter beef. Yeah. We definitely differentiated on that one. All right, Nikki, let's see. You've been you've been the smartest one here so far. So what do you got now? <laughs> now, I think we're pretty much 
Lots and lots step. Of course, you know, Diva Diggs over there yeah. with uh, <laughs> Brown. That's a great combination. Um, so Buffalo number one, of course. Again, no excuses. I swear, if they don't win this division, I, you know what? I'm not not hyping them up ever again anymore. <laughs> uh, Devontae Parker, yes. This kid just, like, makes it happen. Um so here I went Julian Edelman because, I mean, what is he, like, he's bruised, battered, injured, like, in his 11th season. Yeah. But he does keep the chains moving. Again, it's the Patriot way. The Jets, I mean, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Well know, done. Okay. And that's, that's my ranking. I'd, I'd say, I mean, you were pretty close on that one. Yeah, that Devontae Parker thing, that was very – Michael Thomas, man, he don't take nothing. You can't guard Mike, man. He was letting Parker have it, bro, big time. Yep, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested. Miami is one of those teams this year that everybody's talking about. A lot has to do with Tua. I can't wait to see what happens with them in this whole division in general. So that is the AFC East rankings with our quarterback, running back, wide receiver – Next week, we're going to do AFC North, and I'm looking forward to that as well. So let's keep the momentum going, uh, ladies and gentlemen. How about – that should be a fun topic. We're going to do our sports movie moments, our favorite sports movie moments, whether it made you laugh, cry, emotionally drove you, whatever it may be. And I know that we all got a lot, so we're going to try to, like, make it to our, you know, Mount Player Player type style and keep it to, like, four or five if we could do it. So, uh, I don't know. Who wants to run this one? Who wants to lead off here? I, you know what? I'll tell you. Let, let's do it this way. Yeah, Coach. All right, Coach, I'm down with that. You lead off. How about we do it this way? We each name one at a time. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, Coach. What you got? Oh, uh, since you're going with me first, I'm going to go with any given Sunday since we're staying with the, the football coach theme. Oh. And I'm going to go with the inches speech. That he gave Al Pacino yeah. gave in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, that was classic. And, you know, you made you want to run through a wall. There's a classic moment <laughs> where one of the extras that's a player on the team is, looks like he's about to foam at the mouth. <laughs> 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 because he, he's so excited about what Al Pacino is saying, the way he's inspiring the team. And and that's the moment that really galvanized them as a team. That with all the time that was going on in that movie, if you remember, uh, that's one of my favorite moments, just the Al Pacino inches speech from any given Sunday. I like it. I like it. Nice. All right, Nikki, give me one of yours. That was one of mine. Oh. <laughs> now, more, inch by inch, play by play. Look, if you ever need to be like motivated in life, just put that speech on <laughs> because she's just like, the inches you need are all around you if you fight for it. And it's like, damn, that's life, right? Like, so I like it. You need to pick me up. Watch that speech. So that was definitely one of mine, too. Not bad. Yeah, there's nothing like a motivating speech. You know, I mean, it gets it gets your, your blood flowing, even if you're just watching on TV. No, very good, guys. All right. All right. Well, I'll leave that one out since you two did a great job on that one. I'll put in one of my favorite of all time. And when you think sports, you may not think this necessarily. But when Danielson did the crane on Johnny, all right, and kicked him right in the freaking face and Karate Kid that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. So that sports moment was just great. The underdog, Johnny, they're all trying to kill him, Cobra Kai, but he comes in with the crane. The boy couldn't even stand on one leg when he was trying it at the beach, but all of a sudden he can do it in the final match in this big event. So I'm going with the crane. That's one of mine. All right. So Damien, back to you, bro. Give me another one. 
gonna stick with the same movie, Any Given Sunday, and I'm gonna go with the Willie Beeman song. Uh, I'll stay with Eddie. Willie Beeman. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, one of your favorite movies too, no doubt. I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> all right, all right, Nikki, are you going to go with that one too? Or you got a different one for me. I did not. I have three different ones after. All right. I am going a league of their own. Two reasons: because girls can play ball. So Damn right. Thank you for that. Damn right. And Tom Hanks as Jimmy Guggen. Yes. Right? Yes. There's no crying in baseball. Uh. That is it no. is great. Oh, it's great. I, that that's a beautiful one. I have that. I have that written down as well. I love when he gets on the bus after he wakes up drunk and kisses the uh, oh the old God. woman. <laughs> He's like, I got my bus, and everybody's like, "Was that English? What the hell did he just say?" That was freaking great. Classic. Awesome. Excellent job right there. All right, this one's I I love all time. This might be my favorite of all time, really. Rocky 2, when Rocky and Apollo basically knock each other down simultaneously. And, of course, it's the longest 10 count that you can imagine in your life. And Rocky just manages somehow to get up, and Apollo's down on that last one, and Rocky wins the title finally after the draw. But what an ending. I thought that was a great script to write at the end where they're both down, and you just get beat by one second. I thought that was a great job. So that, the, the Rocky stories are great, but now the boxing is horrible. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you ain't kidding. There is no defense in that at all. None whatsoever. That's a good call right there. You're right about that. Oh, man. All right. Who are we up to? Damien, we got your third one? Yeah, so I'm finally going to go outside any given Sunday. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I am going to stick with football. Remember the Titans. Yes. So they're playing the game, and the referees are intentionally cheating against the Titans because they want to get Henry Bloom fired yep. played by Denzel Washington. And the assistant coach, who used to be the head coach, Coach Hills, you know, talks to the referees, asks them what they're doing, and tells them that he'll go down with them. Mm. They're going to refer this game correctly and, you know, make sure that this game is fair. And then he gives a famous speech where he said, I want you to blitz. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. That was good. Oh, that was good. I don't want them to gain another yard. If they do, I'm going to take every last one of you out. I love it. That's a great one. That is a great one. Awesome. All right. Let's keep it cooking. Nikki. All right. I am keeping it with football as well. Not the same movie, but one of my favorite. I'm going Varsity Blues, the last scene when they rally yes. around Knox and they turn on John Boyd finally. Yes. Also, come on, guys, the whipped cream bikini. Yeah. I, I just, 
Sure. I yes. Yes. That that's a great quote. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I thought it was great. Also, like the, the last when um when Big Billy Bob is carrying like seventeen people on his back and he scores that touchdown at the end. That yeah. that's awesome. That is great. All right. All right. I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with the Remember the Titans. Uh, I, I have so many from Remember the Titans. That's my favorite football movie by far. Nothing comes close to it for me. But left side, strong side, left side, strong side. That's when they finally came together and became a team, and they were kicking ass. That was the moment right there. That was beautiful. I loved it. And just to just to add on to it, after Bertier, uh, you know, gets hurt, gets in the car accident. When when Julius Campbell comes in and the nurse says only family is allowed in here and Bert here says can't you see the resemblance that's my brother I, I cried my ass off man are you kidding me like that movie's amazing that movie's just incredible so those two moments right there just uh, forget it awesome uh, we got time let's kick it around we got one more each let's do it all right so to pick my last one I'm gonna go to. White Man Can't Jump, oh. one of my favorite, favorite movies, oh. <laughs> and I'm going to go with, a lot of people pick the, when Billy Hoyle finally gets the dunk, but for me, the moment is when Billy Hoyle um, finally gets to pay off his debt, and the guys who've been chasing him all this time have been this big, scary guys who look like they're going to kill you, right. take fake pictures of him. Yes! <laughs> is a good one. I did not think you would go in there at all, and that was great because no. you're right. That's so funny. Oh, that is good. That is really good. All right. Uh, and you can even add our next one if we have a couple more minutes for this. Uh, Nikki, your turn. All right. We don't need any more after this one. No, you guys know where I'm going. D2, Mighty Oh, Ducks. oh yeah. <laughs> the cat Gaffney stops Gunner Stall and the Ducks <laughs> beat Iceland. Why? Because ducks fly together in the sports world without Coach Bombay. <laughs> well done. Oh, well done. My I think goodness. I'm very passionate about the Mighty Ducks franchise. I am Anyone saying. Disagrees, come at me. That's Twitter. <laughs> I'm not coming at you. Forget about it. No way. I got your back. That's it. Oh, nice. Well done. We got, threw a little. How about that? We threw a little hockey in the third and three podcast. First okay. time. And it wasn't even Wayne Gretzky's name. How about that? Not bad. Uh, I, I have I have two more, so I'll say them really quick. But it's hard to say these things really quick. But when Rudy gets in the game and finally gets that sack, in, in, at oh, no, yeah. I mean, come on. I, I get chills up and down my spine every time I see that. It's amazing. And one other one I want to give you from the movie Major League, which is just such a classic baseball movie. When Jake Taylor is up at, up at bat, the last uh, – you know, ninth inning, last bat of the game. He calls his shot, and he bunts. And Wesley Snipes comes hauling around from second base and slides home, and they win the game on that play. I thought it was just absolutely amazing. 
and just a beautiful ending. And then uh, Charlie Sheen got the shit knocked out of him. Corbin Burns punched him right in the face. Said, do not sleep with my wife, man. What the hell are you thinking? And But uh, overall, man, that was such an awesome moment. Wow. How much time we got left in this segment over here? We got maybe 30, 40 seconds. Anybody got one more quick one they want to throw out? Oh, yeah. I got a quick one. All right. So above the, above the rim. Oh. Um, That's so funny. It doesn't matter now, but he was killing him. He scored like 1,500 points in a game that was only like 20 minutes. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Would having Gilmore count in a sport movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think golf is a sport, but yeah. And just a shout out to the Space Jam soundtrack, really. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I could dance to that all day long. No, yeah, man, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So. We'll see if the second one can be it's with not LeBron. Varsity Blues, but it's close. I know. I'm saying, oh, good time so far. This is great, excellent, excellent. We're gonna go to a really quick commercial break, and then we're coming back with knowledge with Nikki. It's oh, me yeah. versus Damian. I can't wait. Let's get this thing going, guys. We're back in a minute. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's getting deep now. It's trivia time now. It's trivia time now. We're back on the 3rd and 3 podcast, and it's trivia time now. It is Knowledge with Nikki, my favorite segment of the show. Time to get into it. Damien, you're going down, sucker. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling smart right now, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, all right? I don't got Google up. Me and Damien don't cheat. Let it be known. We are not cheaters. We go, and you know what? If we're right, we're right. If we're not, we're not. We just take it as it comes. And since you went first last time, my friend, I will go first this time. And Nikki, I don't know how are you going to take it easy on me over here. You're going to blast me with a big one off the top. Uh, I'll ease you into it. (laughs) All right. I'm ready for whatever you got. Bring it on. All right. You ready? And don't forget, you guys can steal. Oh, yeah. Come up with like a time frame, but you know, this is a work in progress. Oh, yeah. You know what? And that's a good thing. Speaking of time frame, yeah, you could, if one of us is taking too long, buzz me out. If I'm taking too long, then buzz me out. "Ah, You're out. Took too long. And then he can steal. So that's your call. You're the judge. All right. All right. Let's get it going. You ready for the first question? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Which quarterback had the most passing touchdowns during the 2014 season? The, wow. During the 2014 season, the most passing touchdowns in 2014. That's a hell of a question, Nikki. Um, I thought that was the easy one. Well, I mean, the obvious one is what I'm thinking, but I thought it was the year after that he did that. So I'm going to say Peyton Manning. Okay, because I knew it was 2015 he threw them 55 touchdowns. Damn it. I'm so mad. You want to steal it? Are you coming in for a steal? I will try to. 2014. Damn. Um, Hey, 2014. I'm going to go with most touchdown passes. Um, Memory is failing me. So, 2014, I'm going to go with... 
Ben Roethlisberger. No. Oh, whew, Andrew, Andrew Luck, my friend. Ah, oh, oh, man. <laughs> well, I had the team. Well, kind of. Well, Peyton broke it on the Broncos. <laughs> that was it. I had one year off in 2015, that's a, Peyton. That's a good, one. Yeah. good Good job, Mickey. Good job. All right. So, incorrect on both of them. All right. All right, Damon. We're still right. tied. All right. Do you guys want to alternate, or do you just want to go one? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we'll do it like we did last time. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm up, so I'm ready to roll. All right, all right, so question two. Okay, in 2013, Justin Tucker kicked a Ravens franchise record of six field goals in one game, including a 61-yard kick against which team? Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, so he, he kicked six tu- uh, he kicked six field goals in one. In what year was this? Uh, this is 2013. 2013. Yeah, six field goals in one game, and one of those included a 61-yarder. Okay, I'm going to say, oh, gosh, I, because of the way their games have always gone, I'm going to say the Steelers. Incorrect. Damn it, I suck. <laughs> The competitive bunch we got here. Yeah, no, that's a really tough one. Um, I'm going to think that will happen in the divisional game, so I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Nope. Uh, what was it, Cleveland? It was the Detroit Lions. The Det- they're not even a football team. Uh, <laughs> I would never guess that. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki, uh, Nikki, Nikki, you're doing a good job, Nikki. You're doing a good job. Oh, you're making us go into the memory bank. Who is this for, me or Damien? For you. For me. All right. And the question was one more time. I'm sorry. Who was the first player to win consecutive NBA MVP awards since MJ did it in 91 and 92? Consecutive. Okay. Since MJ did it in 91 and 92. Then the answer would have to be Shaquille O'Neal. No. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) So, you said consecutive finals MVPs since 91-92? Yeah, and who did it since MJ did it? I'm going to have to go with Akeem. I think Akeem did it back-to-back, like, right after that. Akeem Olajuwon. Tim Duncan in 0-2. Wow! Uh, Man! You know, I thought you were right when you said Akeem. I'm like, oh, damn it, he's right. That's it. Wow, we struck the hell out. Damn, we out. Nikki, yo, it, I, I'm giving you props. Those are great. Those were fair questions. They were tough as hell, but they were fair. Yeah. You got us. All right, all right, Nikki. I got you both. Yeah, you, right, well, maybe that you would still be You done beat the hell out of us. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, now everybody knows how dumb I am. So there you go, everyone. I can't remember. I can't remember anything that happened past, you know, 2013 or 2014, whatever it is, apparently. All right, Nikki, you got us. So far, you're winning this segment. That's for sure. All right. That's what I like. Knowledge with Nikki. She's got the knowledge. All right. It's Mount Player Player time. And the theme for Mount Player Player this week. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Oh, shoot. That's right. (laughs) 
I'm so sorry. My bad. I'm so sorry. Go, D. I apologize. Damien, who was the Dallas Cowboys leading rusher in 2008? 2008. Wow. I'm going to go with Marion Barber. Ooh. That is correct. Great job, man. Nice. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I, remember I, liked, I liked his running style a lot. He was, I liked him a lot. Very nice job. All right. All right. I applaud you. I applaud you, my friend. Highest rating by a rookie was broken in 2012 by RG3. Oh, highest rating as a rookie broken by RG3. Hmm. I'm going to go with rookie QBs. Cam Newton had a pretty good rookie year. I'm going to go with Cam Newton. Incorrect. All right, can you say the question one more time? Sure. Which quarterback's record of highest rating by a rookie was broken in 2012 by RG3? Okay, so so who had the record before RG3 of highest rated rookie quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, let's try to think logically here. Oh, wow, this is, um, <laughs> all right, you might have to buzz me in a minute if, all right, give me, give me five more seconds, all right, highest rate, oh, nice, nice, nice. it's got to be Ben Roethlisberger? It is! Ah. Right. Ah. I went way, oh, wow, wow, I was about to get buzzed out too, I felt it coming. Almost. yeah. Woo, yeah. I pulled that one out of somewhere. <laughs> Number 23 for the Chicago Bulls in the oh, 90s. I got me up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, now, those, those questions are tough, man. Keep them coming. Yep. Yeah, I have the tougher the better. I thought you had to take it easy on you guys now. No, 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 no. 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 Because now I'm so competitive. Now I'm like, all right, next time I got to get all three right. You see, Damien, I feel the same way as you. I, I like the challenge. I don't, I don't want easy questions. I like the challenge. So thank you. No, yeah. I, well done, Nikki. Bring it on. All right. So does that conclude our knowledge with Nikki for this week? That concludes knowledge with Nikki for this week. Nikki, well done. Well done. I got one damn question right. Jeez. All right. Here we go. Mount player player. I can't get anything wrong with this. This is just an opinion. So lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like I said uh, before, I made a mistake and uh, I was, <laughs> again, not wanting Damien to win. So I tried to skip over the Mount Player Player real quick. But we're going to do NFL playoff moments. That's our theme for this week for Mount Player Player, NFL playoff moments. And we know we got a heck of a lot of them. I could probably guess Nikki's number one. So, Nikki, why, <laughs> why don't you kick it off, Nikki? <laughs> what do you got? 
David Tyree. Yes, of course. Duh. <laughs> Of course. Like, yes, absolutely. Of course. And you know what? I was putting this list together and I rewatched that highlight again last night, like, because I'm a homer. But it puts me in such a good mood. And <laughs> goosebumps, you guys. Like, and just that iconic Joe Buck call Manning lobs it. Burris, alone, touchdown, New York. Crowd goes wild. Wow, she. I don't have any more after that because I'm so not I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop, I'm done. No, that that is my number one, of course. Well, that belongs. Yours, or you want me to just go all the way through? We'll do. Yeah, we'll we'll give one like we were doing last time. If that's cool, okay. if you guys want to do that, yeah, that was uh, Nikki. There's no doubt, giant fan or not, that belongs in there. Well done. All right, Damien, give me one of yours, bro. So mine is a homer pick as well. Huh. I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> so the, the Saints start the Super Bowl off kind of slow uh-huh. against the Colts and re- weren't really scoring in the first half that much. And what does Sean Payton do? He makes the greatest call yep. ever yep. to start the second half with an onside kick. Oh, Surprise yeah. onside kick. Yep. <laughs> gets, gets the ball back from there is history. And kind of a combination with that moment. The interception at the end by Tracy Porter. Yeah. Picks off Peyton Manning. Runs to the end zone. We seal the victory. And it's the first time I ever cried. (laughs) 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 And I remember because I was watching uh, in Meridian, Mississippi at the time. I was in A school for the Navy. And we were all watching this big old room. And my... One of my friends came to give me a hug. She was the same fan as well. And I had to hold my head up because I didn't want her to see me crying. <laughs> Don't want to see you crying. Like, she looked at me. She was like, it's okay. I'm crying too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an epic moment. But those two moments combined for my number one. The onside kick to start the second half and Tracy Porter's interception to seal the game. Reading Peyton Manning, knowing where he was exactly where he was going, classic moment. Yeah, look, both of you guys, both those were on my list as well. Know that about it. So I'm going to leave them off my list, and I'll do others that I have. But they're both more than well-deserving to be on Mount Play Play, and no doubt. I'm going to give you one right here. And since you guys went homers, I'm going to go homer too. Even though, I do, even though I do not like this guy at all, Owens, he caught it. Owens, he caught it. He caught it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Steve Young basically fell down, got back up, threw a bullet right in between three Green Bay Packers who just watched Terrell Owens come down with the ball after dropping about six or seven other uh, passes that game and having that epic moment. And what made it even that much more sweet is that Green Bay and Brett Favre kicking our ass for about seven or eight years in a row, and we had had enough of it. So Steve Young and Terrell Owens came through for me in that moment, and I cried as well. Yeah, Absolutely. That was, that's an epic moment. Very emotional moment, too, to see Terrell Owens come out crying. So that was, yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah, he likes to cry about his quarterback. My quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be ashamed to cry. Right. Like, especially you're winning the Super Bowl. Everybody yeah. wants to cry. I don't no, care. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Well, so. I mean, I feel like, God, after the Homer picks, the rest of this list is like, uh, <laughs> We still got some great moments, though. <laughs> Still got some great ones, though. I know it. I know it. Nikki, you want to throw another one out? Damien, who wants to throw another one out? I got a few. I'll throw another one out just because I'm a homer. Um, I'm going to go with Brett Favre. 
for the hell of it. Damien, I'm sorry. The 2018. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I know that's breaking your heart. Listen, it broke my heart, right? Because oh, man. I knew, yeah, the winner's going to Philly, and I'm like, I, I don't think Minnesota can do it, right? I, I'm all in on the Saints. The last 10 seconds, we're all watching it, and I just had that, oh, my F in God moment. Yep. Sports is crazy. Like, <laughs> and then I was so mad because I'm like, oh my God. And then Philly won the Super Bowl, and I wrote the air off. But. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, but yeah. yeah, that moment definitely is one that I'll never forget. It was the first time my uh, mother-in-law heard me curse. Oh. <laughs> watching, the game, <laughs> watching the game at her house, watching the game at her house. And what people forget about that game is that Minnesota dominated for like the first two and a half quarters, and the Saints made this crazy comeback. That's right. To to come back and get the lead. So emotionally, I was up and down, thinking that we were out of it. But Drew Brees leads this great comeback. And then for us to give it up in that way, oh. I'm, uh, <laughs> I threw my hat. Yeah, I threw my hat across the room. Said a bunch of apples. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then my, my mother-in-law, she was like, "Oh, it's gonna be all right, baby. I got you some macaroni and cheese." She was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a little mac and cheese can't oh, fix. That's all. That was that was crazy, just completely crazy. I was still wondering where the safety was over there, but yeah, that that was a rough one. Let me give you guys, an, I got a few, but uh, one that to me was just incredible, and I had no rooting interest really, except for the fact that I don't like the Seahawks. But Ma- Malcolm Butler picking that ball off at the one yard line to seal the Super Bowl is is just one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Obviously, we know they should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and yeah, they probably would have won the game, even though you know. The, the Patriots had a little bit of time left, but whatever. I mean, that, that what makes that play so great is the fact that they had studied it in film and knew exactly what was coming, and that's why he was able to jump the route. To me, that was one of the best ones, Damian and Nikki. That, that's up there. And yeah, that's uh, the Patriot way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Uh, that's a great moment. It's a turning point in history. Like, look how different we would look at. You know, Russell Wilson, yeah, two Super Bowls. Back right, to back, back to right now. Exactly, yeah, back a, to back. That is a big um, one. For my second moment, I'm going to go with one that went against the Saints, but it's an epic moment. Saints have been on the wrong end of a lot of these moments in the mm. last decade. But for Marshawn Lynch, the beast quake run. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you, first of all, where's the defending Super Bowl champs going into this game? 11 and 5. Yep. And we just had a really tough division that year. So we have to go to Seattle, who's seven and nine. We're still mad about that. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go to Seattle. It's seven and nine that year. NFC West was just horrible. I remember they actually played the Rams to win a division in a Sunday night football game between two teams who had six wins at the time. It was just horrible. Oh man. <laughs> but they, um, I know. So they win a division. They get the home game, and I'm like, they have a great home field, but they're seven and nine. We shouldn't have a problem. But our defense was absolutely horrible that year. And Marshawn Lynch just, with that beast quick run, broke so many tackles. So it's an epic jump at the end where he grabs his man parts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and even as a Saints fan, I just have to respect the greatness of Marshawn. 
Sean Lynch. Mm. You know, and sometimes you just have to do things so you don't get fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, that's what he said. I love it. Well done. And yeah, that was uh one of the most amazing things I had really ever seen. That was just the greatest run probably in NFL history. It really was unbelievable. But yeah, that game had no business being in Seattle, seven and nine. You shouldn't have been in the playoffs to begin with. Uh let me give a couple more uh before we get into the next segment. Another home of one, I'll just mention it real quick, but you can never forget Montana to Clark, all right, in 1981. They went on to win the Super Bowl after beating Dallas. That was a great one. Dwight Clark in the end zone. The Bills come back with Frank Reich against the Oilers. That was something sick. They were down 31-3. to Frank Reich comes in the game, and he brings the Bills all the way back. That was incredible. I think another really epic moment that it, did, it, didn't, it, it didn't seem to stand out as much at the time to me because I was – only seven years old or eight years old when it happened. But Doug Williams becoming the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I think that was a pretty epic moment in, in uh, you know, NFL playoff history. I think that was a big one, too. Yeah, no, that's a great moment to mention. My grandpa has a picture of Doug Williams coming off the field. Uh, he's, a, he's a Ravens fan, but just that moment of having a black quarterback in the Super Bowl is so major. Yeah. We have that in his office. No doubt. No doubt. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah, but maybe one more maybe I'll throw out at you guys is, uh, yeah, Franco Harris, the immaculate reception that we're really not sure if he caught the ball or not because the video camera yeah. did not go that low. <laughs> I'm really not sure if he caught it, you know? I, it, it, seriously, because the that, that camera view, it does not go all the way down to the field. You cannot see if it touched the ground or not, but whatever, four Super Bowls later, there you go. That's what you got. Man, all right. Uh, what else? Uh, Damon, you got another one? mention uh one is actually one that you'd be fond of it was against the saints again mm. um, san francisco versus the saints was in san francisco yes amazing game wow yep well alex smith and drew Brees going back and forth and it's so eerily similar to steve young to terrell owens when you have alex smith throwing to vernon vernon davis, davis. and yeah. Catches the ball between two Saints, getting hit really hard, holds on to it, comes off the field crying. Yeah, yep, yep, only, that's right. The only difference is um, Steve Mariucci was a lot more emotionally available in the hug with Terrell Owens than <laughs> yes. Jim Harbaugh was in the hug <laughs> with Vernon Davis. He, he, he just seemed like he didn't want to do that hug. Right, right. I just picture the voice. Uh, man up, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, but it was an epic moment. Even though it was against my Saints, that was a classic game. The last was. five minutes of that game were absolutely nuts. It was Both nuts. Going back and forth, crazy game. I thought you guys had that game for sure, Damian. I'm like, there's no way we're pulling this game out. And then once Alex Smith ran that bootleg for that touchdown, I'm like, I couldn't believe yeah. it. I could not. Yeah, you're right. That was an amazing game. An amazing game. Yeah, that was classic, classic one. That was a good call by Jim Harbaugh too. That QB sweep. Oh wow, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, one that I have that's underrated. I don't think it's mentioned enough is Michael Vick, the Atlanta Falcons. I believe it's 2002. They're the first team to ever go into Green Bay in the playoffs and beat Green Bay. That's right. Beat Brett Favre and the allure of Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. And all this was going into that game. And, you know, you got a young Vic who hadn't learned how to really pass the ball yet. (laughs) True. Pass percentage wasn't the best, but he was just so gifted athletically. And some of the plays he made during that game, everybody remembers the epic one where he's running to the left side. He's about to step out of bounds and somehow ducks under 
the Green Bay defender, defensive lineman, somehow gets away from him, shakes two more people, gets the first down. He made some amazing plays in that game in the snow. I just, even though I hate Atlanta to my bones, <laughs> <laughs> I have to give credit to Michael Vick for that performance in that game, being able to be the first one to get that victory there at Lambeau Field. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, Nick, I'm sorry. Are you going to say something? Oh, no. I have, well, speaking of the history of, like, changing the game, the top roll game, right? Oh, good call. Good call. And I feel like that is the moment the world hated Tom Brady. Like, the moment, that's right there. I like it. Yeah, no, that's that's one, man. I've actually had um, Jerry Porter on my podcast. And it still hurts him to this day. Oh, wow. To talk about that game. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one that he thought they had a good a team that was good enough to make the Super Bowl that year. Of course, they made the Super Bowl the next year, if I remember correctly. But they, right. they thought for sure they had a team that was good enough to win that year. And he still, and you can hear the pain in his voice when oh. that game is mentioned. Wow. Oh, I apologize to our Raiders fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, Porter, for, for like a... I don't know, maybe like a three or four year window was was one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. He was really, really good. It's just that he played in the same team with uh, Rice and Tim Brown. So he kind of got like overshadowed a bit, you know. But yeah, yeah, good call with that one too. The only other one I got I wanted to throw out real quick was um this one goes way back when Miami, their undefeated season, <laughs> when they were playing Washington and the Miami kicker, Garrel Upremian, he they messed up the snap. He was trying to kick a field goal, and he throws the ball, and it goes backwards, and Washington picks it up. It's like, what the hell was that? It's like the worst thing in the Super Bowl you could ever possibly imagine. But, yep, they still get to raise their champagne glasses every year, thanks to the Giants. How about that one, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the only other one I had, I mean, because it's a little personal for me, was the 2012 AFC Divisional Playoff game, Ravens-Broncos, the double overtime. Oh, nice one. Yeah. I'm watching it, right? Everybody knows I'm married to a Ravens fan. So my husband had to take a client. He's a huge 49ers fan. He's missing the Ravens game. There's terrible service at Candlestick Stadium, right? <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. Trying to text, trying to call, and he's just watching the San Fran Green Bay game. So I, I was just like, double overcome. Like, oh, my God. That, I, that is one of the games that will stick out for me because I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, yeah. No, that's oh, a good man, call. That, that throw to Jacoby Jones is yeah. one of the craziest Oh, man, oh that's right. Game, like, yeah. no way he just let this happen. That's right. No, <laughs> <way>. yeah, no. <laughs> no doubt. And well, you said that brought me to another one when uh, uh, Tim Tebow threw that pass to Demarius Thomas over the middle to the first oh, play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they uh, they beat Pittsburgh, I believe it was, right? I think it was yeah, Pittsburgh, it was. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It was, it was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor, wow. up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Well done. Well done. Guys, we got one more segment to get into. So we're going to take a very, very quick commercial break. We're going to come right back, have a little more fun with you guys. And we're going to another quick shout out to some very special people around the world that uh, definitely need to hear it. So we'll be right back. Third and three. Hang in there. Third and three podcast back in the house talking NFL football with you guys, having some laughs, having a good time. We got a Mount Play a Play going on. Nikki killed us with Nikki's knowledge. I mean, damn. <laughs> Damien won this week. So good job, Damien. And Nikki, you threw out some crazy questions over there. And, you know, you got us You got us pretty good. And that's how we like it. We want the tough questions. Bring them on. So well done. Well done. Guys, we got a few more uh, segments for you. 
One is going to be the teams last year that did not make the postseason and that were under 500, obviously, not like the uh, Seattle Seahawks in that game against the uh, Saints that we were talking about before. That didn't happen. So if you were under 500 last year, let's see if these teams have a chance to make the playoffs this year and when this year actually does start. And the first team will be that was under 500 on the list is the Arizona Cardinals, who got D-hop this year. A lot of people saying Kyle Murray is going to take a huge step up Tough division. They were 5-10-1 last year. Damian, with an extra team in the playoffs, do you think that the Arizona, excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals have any chance of making it into the tournament? Even with that extra team, I'm going to have to say no. Um, they still have a lot of growing to do. Uh, it will be exciting. I think they'll be one of those teams, like in the NBA, you have the league pass team. But I guess then they'll be like the red zone team on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Like Sunday team that you want to watch. They'll be an exciting team to watch. Their games will be fun, but I don't see them making the playoffs this year. They can make a, a run at maybe 8-8, eight eight, but I got them going less than that, maybe 6-10, and 7-9 and maybe. Okay. All right. I think it's a fair assessment. Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Nay. I know we're going to yay or nay. No, I just, I think they still got a little, a little more uh, improvement to go. I don't think this is quite their year. But, um, yeah, gonna, I think they'll mess some stuff up for a few teams there. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see playoffs. Look, we, we know that teams, you know, that were either bad or weak the year prior, sometimes they come out and they just turn into this great team and jump out to a 3-0 start. And it's like, wow, they're the team to beat all of a sudden. I'm looking around the NFC and I'm thinking that they can sneak into that seventh spot. I'm not really high on the Rams. I think the, you know, the Seahawks are a good team. They're going to take a little step back. So that division, yeah, it's really tough. And the NFC altogether, while there, there are good teams, there really aren't a lot of great teams. So I think the Cardinals with the firepower on offense, I'm gonna say yay. I think that they can I think they can get in. So I'm gonna be the oddball on this one. Yeah, I think I think they got a shot. So I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> All right, our next one on the list is the the infamous 0-16 Detroit Lions. Wow. They were 3-12 and 1 last year. Yep, they managed to get a tie in there also. Matthew Stafford went down. It was obviously a broken year from the beginning, from the from Jump Street. So I expect a turnaround this year, but is it going to be playoff time for them, Nikki? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just, oh gosh, no, I don't see it. Listen, I want them to, um, but I, I, I just, I don't know. Do you guys really see that happening? <laughs> Damien, you say, you go first. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree with Nikki. Go nay on this one. My reasoning is that I can't trust a coach who has a pencil on his ear when he has nothing on his <laughs> 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 He even did it during the draft, the virtual draft. He's sitting there with the pencil on his ear with nothing to write on. <laughs> That's great. I love it. You took the pencil to a whole new level right there, man. That's awesome. <laughs> right, I ain't going to be crazy with this one, guys. There ain't no freaking way that the Lions are going to the playoffs next year. It's not a shot. All right. So I don't, yeah, Matthew Stafford, even if he manages to stay healthy all the next year, 
that I think the other three teams in that division are way better than them already. So that just basically eliminates them right off the bat. So we all agree on that one. Let's go to our next team. Oh, dear Nikki, sweetheart. Oh. The New York Giants, 4-12 and last year. Woo-hoo-hoo. Take your home a bias out of this, darling. What do you got? I, I got a big fat neck. <laughs> <laughs> and it kills me to say that. But uh, there is just, there's just no way. I, I don't see it. Um, I, like I said, I expect improvement. Um, but I really do think the Cowboys, you know, they're going to take the division. After that, I, I don't even see how another NFC East team could get in. But no, I don't, <laughs> I don't see it for my, my boys in blue this year. Yeah, I'm going to say it real quick. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't see it either. It would have to be pretty miraculous. Their defense would have to do stuff that, you know, we didn't think that they could do for them to have a shot. So I'm going nay on that one also. Damien? Yeah, nay. Nothing else really has to be said. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, there's one more NFC East team that was under 500 last year and even worse than the New York Giants. That would be the Washington Redskins. Ron Rivera coming in trying to change things up. Dwayne Haskins, let's see what he's got. Uh, damn, they were 3-13 and last year. And I look at this team and I know they got talent, but that talent always seems to get hurt year after year. They can't stay healthy. They can't stay congruent, for lack of a better word. They're just not a team that seems to be on the same page. So for me, Washington, they're not, they're not going anywhere this year. If, if possible, they may even be worse than 3-13. and 13. Damien, what do you say? Nay, nothing needs to be a Done. Done. Nikki, any shot? Nay. <laughs> nah, not going to happen. <clears throat> We can all agree on that one. We can, and I truly would be absolutely, completely shocked if the Washington Redskins made the playoffs this year. If they had a winning record, even I would be, I would be completely shocked. Moving along to the NFC South, we had three teams in that division last year that were under five hundred, and one of them was not the Saints. Obviously, they were the best team in the division, no doubt. But there could be some competition this year. Let's see. The Atlanta Falcons, your beloved Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, right. Just kidding, Damien. Okay, they were 7-9 and nine last year. And, you know, a lot of people are high on them this year. They're thinking that they could be a playoff team. They're always right there in the middle. And sometimes they're really good. And sometimes they just totally underachieve. They're very hard to predict, the Atlanta Falcons. I have a tough time with them. What do you think? I'm going to go nay. Not just because I hate the Atlanta Falcons, but... I think that the people that are jumping on them are jumping on because their record at the second half of last year was really good. Right. Um, they even they beat the Saints pretty handily last year in their first that first game where they started to really turn the, the tide. That's right. But after that Saints win, they also beat the 49ers last year as well. Yep. So they had some wins there that were like shocking. But I think it just was because they switched things up and people weren't prepared for them. This year people will be prepared and that defense still isn't good. So I'm going to go nay, even though I think they will be Good, but just not good enough. Hmm. All right, it's a very good analysis. I like that. Good job. Well done. All right, Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm hanging out all the nays today. But, yeah, um, a lot of them. Uh, yeah, no, this horse is all over the place. Very good. <laughs> 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 no, but that is not very good. You guys know how I feel about Atlanta. Like we all said, you get like three amazing weeks out of them, and then they fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> come back for two. Like, it's just... 
Yeah, no. Uh, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Uh, I'm wondering if Green Bay and Minnesota, if they're both going to be back in the playoffs. I'm wondering if Seattle is definitely going to be back. Uh, we don't know. You know, the NFC East, like we said, one team is coming out of there because one team is going to win the division. That's it. Atlanta. Oh, my God. Part of me really wants to say yes because they got the talent. But at the same time, looking at that division and other teams that they're going to play, I saw their schedule a little bit earlier before. I forgot the exact schedule, but I'm going to go nay. I'm with you guys. I'm really close. But if, if any team on this list has a shot, I think it's going to be them. But I'm still going to say nay. Let's move on to the next team in the NFC South, which would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is now Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady, whatever the hell you want to freaking call it. But they're a whole new team over there. They were 7-9 and nine last year with Jameis Winston joining the 30-30 club, actually not joining, starting, being the founding member of the 30-30 club. So <laughs> you eliminate all, all those turnovers and, you know, a defense that could play well when they're not on the field for three quarters of the game. What do you guys think? Nikki, let me go to you first with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, uh, yay! This <laughs> iconic matchup between the Buccaneers and the Saints. I am here for it. It's yay all the way. Mm, I like it. Good enthusiasm. All right, all right, Damien. What do you think? Yeah, I gotta go yay as well. And the great thing is, Tampa had a good defense last year. It just was hard to tell. That's right. But they they, they had a good defense last year, so I think that that defense combined with you know Tampa with top of <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible the fact that he trademarked that. It's just I, it's awful. It's <laughs> so bad. But yeah, I think Tom Brady. There's just no Gronk. I don't think Gronk will be as effective as people think. But I think his addition will help somewhat, and it'll make the playoffs not win a division, but make the playoffs. I agree with a lot of things you said. Yeah, Gronk is not going to be somebody who's going to be catching like 80 balls this year, maybe like 35, 40, but they're going to be important catches. And the one of the major reasons why I said nay on Atlanta is because I'm yay on Tampa. Um, yeah, you, you, Damien, you, you nailed it with the defense, and that's my main point about them is because they were on the field so much last year and had to play from behind so much that they really never had a shot in many of these games. So – I like I like the Buccaneers a lot this year. I'm not ready to say they're going to win the division, but I definitely see them in the playoffs. So I'm with you guys on that one. The last team uh, that was under 500 in the NFC South were the Carolina Panthers. Now, much like Tampa, their new team, new quarterback, you know, new all new things going on around over there. Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater. They don't have much time to get together and practice, and you know. It, it's going to be tough for these guys to get going, much like it might be tough for Tampa Bay in the beginning, but I feel like they'll get it together a little bit quicker. So with Carolina being 5-11 and 11 last year, Christian McCaffrey, you could do all you can do, but there are other players on the team, and not all these guys are coming through. So it's a big nay for me on Carolina. All right, so Nikki, what are you th- – go ahead, Damian. Yeah, nay, no way. I don't – no, I don't see it this That's, year. Yeah. They just – they gotta, like you said, they need time to get it together. And actually, who knows really what this season is going to bring for any of the teams. But I, I just that's a tough division. I don't see it for them. I'm with you, Damien. Same thing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The only thing that I wanted to say about them is that I hate the fact that Teddy Bridgewater didn't get signed with the Bears. Teddy Bear. Like, oh! 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 <laughs> 
Oh man, we gotta get a trade now. funny i enjoyed that one right there that was good bro <laughs> uh we can all agree there all right no doubt all right we are in the afc now going over to that conference uh baltimore and pittsburgh in the afc north uh both well actually uh excuse me pittsburgh finished 500 so they don't qualify for this but cleveland and cincinnati do cleveland was six and ten very odd year last year we know that they you know new coaching staff they got plenty of talent they went out and got some guys in the offensive line um, I'm going to kick it off, guys. I'm telling you, I think that I've never said it before, and you guys know this already because I probably told you 14 times already and you're sick of hearing it, but I think the Cleveland Browns finally put it together and actually make the playoffs this year and maybe win maybe 10 games. No, I'm going to put them more like 9 and 7 and being that 17. That is a hot take. 10 games? Yeah, I think they could win 9 to 10 games this year. I really do. I really do. Wow. So I got Cleveland. I'm saying yay. Nikki, I, sounds like you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, Nikki. You guys know how I feel about Cleveland. I fired their coach last week, so no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that they're still going to be That's fair. That's fair. And you're right. You know, sh- you got to show me something. I-, I totally get it. I totally get it. Damien, what are you thinking? Man, I'm right on the borderline with them. You can't really push your hair. Nate, can you do it with your Nate? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm right on the borderline with them. I think they could get that extra playoff spot. So I'm going to say yay just because of the extra playoff spot. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to, you see, you can't, you came over to my side, man. Now, now you're understanding a little bit. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Yeah, maybe not ten wins, but I, I do. I really think they're gonna they're gonna come together finally this year. I think that the whole team's got a chip in their shoulder, and they got a lot to prove. So we'll see. Uh, the Bengals have a lot to prove, but they have no shot of proving it. They were two and fourteen last year. They were two and fourteen last year. I don't see them even having a better record than that. So big nay for me on that one, Nikki. What do you think? Let's all say it together. Yeah. One, two, three. Nay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> In the words of Damien, nothing else needs to be said. That's it. Done. Done. All right. Let's see if we can find an interesting one. All right. Here's an interesting one. A couple interesting ones, actually. In the AFC West, we all know that the Kansas City Chiefs won the division in the freaking Super Bowl. Broke my heart right in half. I'm still looking for the other half of it. Uh, But the Denver Broncos, uh, we've been talking about them for a couple of weeks, and we like this team. They were 7-9 and last year. Um, They got um, Melvin Gordon. Um, Drew Locke, we'll see what he can do. They got Jerry Judy uh, in the uh, in the draft, I think the 15th uh, overall pick. I don't know. Denver Broncos. Damien, what do you think? 7-9 last year. Yeah, I'm right on that same borderline, right? But I'm, I'm going to go yay on Denver. I believe that they could be a team to, to be that surprise team this year. So I think that if they do make the playoffs, 33 should make an appearance on like first pick or something because we've we're the first people to be on this train. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go, <laughs> so go, go yay on Denver because I believe in their weapons and I believe in Drew Locke. 
I like it. I like it. Good job. All right, Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I'm there with you guys. You know, we talked about this what probably like our first or second show. We all thought or talked about how we at least think they could be a sleeper team, but I got faith in Denver. I'm going yay. Yeah. All right. Nice. I'm going yay too. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to backtrack off of it. Um, last year, before the year started, I thought they were going to be a pretty good team. I thought they were going to go to the playoffs, as a matter of fact. But you know, Flacco. He stunk it up, so uh, you know it's Drew Lock's team now, and I'm yay. I'm I'm yay with you guys. Nine and seven, that that'll get you in. I think that's going to be their record. Oakland had the same record, but now they're going to play in Vegas. Seven and nine, Las Vegas Raiders. Nikki, why don't you kick it off with this one? What do you think about the Las Vegas Raiders? I don't think about the Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. New location, uh, I just, I think that's a lot, considering where we are, the current state of sports, plus new location, um, I'm, they're always a hot mess with those for me, so I'm going to say, <laughs> nay. All right, all right, I dig it, I dig it. What about you, Damien, what do you think? I'm going to go nay, I'm also mad at them right now, because I want to go to that game, the first Monday night football game, at the new stadium, Saints. Raiders, Ooh. ticket prices are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's already makes me, makes me mad at the Raiders, but I don't believe in their talent. <laughs> and they have, they, we're going to see what happens with the, the young wide receiver, you know, Old Spice Man himself, Henry Ruggs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see what happens with that and if they're able to take advantage of that. But they have, they're in that two QB, no QB zone. Mm. You know, Well said, man. Yeah, you guys, you guys said it all. I, I, I got nothing to add, really. I, nothing at all. I'm nay on them. Um, I think they're going to have a worse record than seven and nine. So, uh, no, I don't see anything good happening for the Raiders this year. Wherever, whatever city they're playing in, it doesn't make a difference. The Chargers, the LA Chargers, got to keep getting used to saying that they stunk up the joint last year. They were five and eleven. That's why Philip Rivers is out of town, and Tyrod Taylor is now under center until Justin Herbert takes the job over. So they are a team who's got a lot of talent, guys, but the most important position is the unsure thing. Now, I like Tyrod Taylor a lot. I'm not going to get into this whole thing just because of due time, but I, I like Tyrod Taylor a lot. He brought Buffalo to the, to the playoffs a few years ago. Um, they got weapons. They could do it, but I'm still going to say nay because of the division and the other teams in the AFC. So I'm going to go nay with Chargers, although I do think they will improve. So, Damien, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go Nay as well. I do think they have a lot of talent there. I love their wide receivers. And they, Tyron Taylor is good enough, like you said, to lead a playoff team. But I just, with Justin Herbert coming in, I can see the chemistry being off. They want to get him in as soon as Tyron Taylor makes a mistake. So, I'm going to go Nay. The mm. only advantage they do have, if we're not able to have fans in the stands this year, they're already used to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was very good. <laughs> that is perfect. Well done. Nice. That was good. That was good. That up. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. AFC East. Uh, the Patriots and Bills both made the playoffs last year, so they were both obviously over 500, uh, 12 and 4, and 10 and 6, respectively. Then you had the New York Jets at 7 and 9. They, they got hot toward the end, but it seems that the team that they have now on paper is worse than what it was last year. And 
when the best player on your team, uh, Jamal Adams, the safety, who's unbelievable, is having negotiation contract talks and problems. If he's not there, they're going to be a bust. I like them in the future going forward, but as for this year, no. It's a big name for me on the Jets. Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I think give it a couple couple years, but, you know, nay for this season. Mm. Damien? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Nay, you know, Sam Donald can throw, but who will he throw to? Yeah, right. I'm going to say nay on them. Yeah, exactly. Where's the ball going to? Pretty much. Jameson Crowder, that's it, if you could find him, because he's like five foot two. Jeez, man. Unreal. All right, well, how about the Miami Dolphins? And this one's a little bit – it well, not a little bit. It's very interesting because we don't know when two is going to get in there if he's going to be healthy, how he's going to play, um, what Fitzpatrick is going to do. They did great at the end of the, uh, at the end of the uh, last season. Excuse me, I'm having a problem with English again. But they did, they showed that they were a team, and they didn't just tank for Tua. They got Tua, you know, with the fifth pick. And I'm saying, nay, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, but I'm really high on what the Dolphins are going to be looking like over the next two, three, four years. I think they're going to be – Definitely a team to be reckoned with in the future, but right now it's a nay for me. Damien? Yeah, I'm right there with you. You said it perfectly. I think that they'll be building towards something. I love that coaching staff. The fact that they were able to get five wins out of that team last year yeah. shows you what that coaching staff can really do. And the fact that they're going to have more time going forward, I'm right there with you. So yeah. nay this year, but I love him going forward. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Flores, man. Big fan. I, I really love what he did over there. And on his Monday conversations, his Monday um, coach talk and everything, he just always spoke so eloquently about his team and just knowing and saying, this is what we're doing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that guy. And um, now that I'm living down here, I got a little soft spot for him, for the Dolphins. Nikki, how soft is your spot for the Dolphins? What do you think? <laughs> I'm with you guys. Nay for this year, but boy, do they have potential. I think they got a lot of upside, a lot of good things coming for them in the next coming years. They do. They do. They do. We'll see. And, you know, a lot of these teams are just going to come up out of nowhere and like, wow, just surprises the hell out of us. It happens every single year. We don't know who it's going to be this year, but we know it's going to happen. Can't wait to find out. Last division, AFC South. Uh, the Texans won last year, the division. Uh, D-Hop is gone, so that ain't going to happen again. Uh, they were 10-6. and six. Tennessee Titans were 9-7. and seven. They snuck on in there and actually went all the way to AFC Championship. So the two remaining teams are the Indianapolis Colts with Phillip Rivers and the Jacksonville Jaguars with Gardner Minshew the second. So let's start with the Colts. Damian, what do you think about Phillip Rivers and the Colts and Frank Reich? Uh, you guys are both head coaches, so what do you think? Damn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go nay. I think that we see the end of Phillip Rivers this year. He didn't show much there in L.A. with the Chargers with all that talent around him. He does have T.Y. Hilton, but outside of T.Y. Hilton, what does he have to throw to? So I'm going to go nay, even though the Colts have a lot of talent, because I am on the Denver Broncos wagon. That's going to be a team that, that, kicks, that keeps the Colts out of the playoffs. I'm going nay on the, on the Colts. Okay, okay, not bad. All right, Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, oh God, I'm on the fence. I don't want to quite hand out the yay, but I don't know that it would be a nay. I feel like if you had to toss it up between Denver and the Colts, but um. Mm, yeah, I just I don't really have a ton of faith and trust in Philip Rivers. I know they got talent, but like you guys said, it does come down to the quarterback too. So I think I'm going to go lean nay. I'm leaning nay, but I want to say yay. 
Yeah, I'm actually leaning yay with this one because, I'm again, I'm looking at the division of the Titans overachieved last year. The Houston Texans are not going to obviously be what they were, uh, especially if Will Fuller can't stay healthy over there. Uh, we know where Jacksonville is. They're garbage. So I think the Colts can get five wins in that division alone. I'm not sure what the rest of the schedule looks like, but I'm liking them this year. They have a very good defense. They have probably the best offensive line in, in, the, in the game. And that's what Philip Rivers needs because he's at, what, like 76 years old. He can barely move. So let him sit in the pocket and throw the ball. You, you do make a good point, D. Uh, you know, it's, it's T.Y. Hilton and then what? Like Jack Doyle, you know, so I get it. Not a lot going on over there. But I think that if they keep it simple and use their home, you know, use the dome noise and everything to help them out, stuff like that, I, I think that they could sneak in. And I think they're, I think they're yay. I'm going to go yay with the Colts in this one. I, I, I like them. Very good argument. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm glad I did one thing right today because I lost everything else. Well, thank God you guys catch every pass because they're really not on target every time. So thanks to <laughs> good, the good hands team is out there. <laughs> All right. Our last team of the day, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if there's a whole lot to say, but. Um, say it with me. One, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely an A. It's an A. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Gardner Minshew can do. I want to see if he's if he's a real starting NFL quarterback. I I like to see that. So I'm interested in what they what they got going on this year. But yeah, definitely an A. No, that's definitely the one interesting thing is Minshew. He has the great look. You know the, the 70s part. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man, guys, get third and three podcasts. Man, I have so much fun. This is just an excellent time. I look forward to it every week. I wish we had more time to do more shows every week. But with the few minutes that we have left, uh, we do want to do something special. And uh, this came straight from Nikki, our middle linebacker over here. She uh, had a great idea, and it's well worth the time. Nikki, please explain. Yeah, no, so I just thought we would take a few minutes to end the show. want to shout out the 2020 graduates, whether you're graduating kindergarten, sixth grade, eighth grade, high school, college, especially the college graduates. I know you guys are coming into a world that is a mess and a disaster right now. But I just want to, if whoever needs to hear this, do not give up hope. I promise you it will get better. Um, and I just want to shout out my nephew, Cole, little man. Well, he's tall now. He's graduating sixth grade. He didn't oh, get wow. to have his graduation. They did the drop-by. Um, so, you know, big year coming up. We're going to middle school. Um, his goal in life right now is to play play basketball for Duke, so okay. <laughs> that's all that happens, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to shout him out and <clears throat> let the graduates know, if I could just give you one little piece of advice, start your network now, um, and if you, I, I learned that way too late in life that to have a network, especially a professional network that you could fall back on, people who will have your back and vouch for you because your name and reputation it's kind of all you got in this world when it boils down to it. And if you don't have a network and you need to start somewhere, you start with the three of us because we are well-connected people and we're there and we've got your back. Wow. 
I, I mean, what what am I going to say now? Nothing. That was fantastic. Great job. Nikki, that was, no, really, all joking aside, that was perfectly said. That was great. Great job out of you. And you guys know I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm a gym teacher. I'm a phys ed teacher. So it's kind of funny to say that. But yeah, you know, the school year yeah, was. It's Yeah, it counts. It counts. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> I'm in the yearbook. It counts. But uh, yeah, I, I feel for all my kids this year that didn't, you know, get to graduate and, you know, walk down everything and have their picture taken, all that sort of, you know, it, it hurt. But um, we did do something before everything ended. We had all the kids together and we had like a pizza party, but we made sure everybody was spread out and everything. We, kept, we used the whole school outside. So it was great. So again, congratulations to all you guys. Um, I know you didn't get the exact graduation you wanted this year, but everything that Nikki said, you have your whole lives and your future ahead of you. This is just one little bump, but you did graduate. So give yourself a huge pat on the back for that one. Uh, we're all proud of you guys. There's no doubt about it. Damien, we got maybe 20 seconds left. If you want to give a quick shout out and then uh, we're going to get on out of here for the night. All right, man. Shout out to all the graduates out there. If you just graduated college, remember that you can defer your student loans. Yeah. <laughs> through those first couple of years when you get out there, <laughs> your student loans, you can save a little money. Great so advice. My advice right there. Just look into your deferment options, and there's a lot of different options out there, especially for like nurses and professional jobs like that. So look into those so you can save your money a little bit. I love it. I love it. That was really well done. Well done all the way around, guys. Another awesome freaking show. Third and three podcast. Nikki, Damien, and me, Jason. We are out for now. We'll see you next week. Later.